Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. I know I usually do a little spill, then we go into a live read. I'm not doing that today. I know the fans are excited. I'm excited. Denard's got a giant grin on his face after the Titans won an incredible Monday night football matchup against the Buffalo Bills, 34-31, a fourth-quarter comeback for the Titans in which they were really able to make a statement on national television, primetime. Denard, why are you smiling so big, buddy? D, I wish I would have bet online. (laughs) I think there's a guy, there's a young man that predicted the score last week, and he said, Davey, The score will be what? What was the score that this young man predicted? This guy who's passed the millennial stage of his life and entering towards his 50th birthday. Uh, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, that little smirk. Okay. I want to say you had a 38 to 30 prediction was what you said, if memory serves. I didn't say 31, 34. No, you didn't say 31, 34. I'm just joking, but it was close. A lot closer hey, than yours. Hey. No, what are you talking about? I had 35 no, to 33. No, nah, it's all good, man. Hey, uh, they we won. Can, we That's can do all that. that we can do that when they win. And so, anyways, we're going to break down the Titans. Huge win over the Buffalo Bills. Break down the things that Denard and I talked about that the Titans needed to do in order to come out victorious. And then we'll just kind of just embrace the moment because it's fun when you get those big wins like that. Uh, obviously, have to update the injury standpoint because Titans did suffer some injuries that are going to be pretty significant moving forward. And this episode, as soon as this one is done recording, I'm putting it out there so you're getting this one fresh. Uh, we're recording right now. It's Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the Monday Night Football matchup put us in a little bit of a different position than we normally are for, for recording. But before we break down this Titans win, I want to ask, do you believe and Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's right. The NBA season is getting started back tonight. We got a double header on TNT. And you know where you can get in on the action, Denard? Bet Online. That is correct, sir. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new 
updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Whew. All right. Titans underdog going in to the Buffalo Bills game. That line was hovering around five and a half. Got to six at one point. If you wanted to take Titans money line, I saw it got to plus 225, so you were definitely able to double up there. But it was a fun win. And Denard, it was a fun win because it was a game to where we saw a lot of scoring. There were a lot of ebbs and flows. It tied the record for the most lead changes in a Monday night football game since they had been keeping that stat. One in which you were on the edge of your seat every time. And I'm just going to throw it to you. I can already tell you're doing well just because the game went so well. But what are your takeaways from knowing how this game turned out? Well, Debo, it was a total team effort. You know, uh, the game ball goes to the coaching staff, Mike Vrabel, his coordinators, uh, Shane Bowen and Todd Downing. They did a great job uh, of withstanding the ebbs and flows of the game. I was glad that we got our two studs back in AJ and Julio. Uh, I love what AJ said before the game that the big three needed to be together in order to win this game. And you think about it, D, that this team is four and two, but up until this game, these three had only only played 21% of the offensive snaps. So we needed more production, and that's exactly what we was able to do today. So this was the hottest team coming into up to date. This is the hottest team in the National Football League. You think about their defense. They're only giving up 12.8 points a game, and they're giving up 251 yards per game. And when you look at their scoring defense and their scoring offense, they are number one statistically in both categories. And the last time this happened, it was in 1972, and that team went on to win to Super Bowl. That was the 72 Dolphins. And in 1996, that was the Green Bay Packers. So coming in, you're thinking, this team is on their way to some, you know, to do something really big this year. But again, this game was all about a total team effort, doing the little things, D, and that's exactly what they were able to do. And when you look at this game, this wasn't about Derrick Henry. This was about every individual collectively that touched that field and came together as a whole. That's how they was able to win this football game uh, Monday night. Looking at the entire product that the Titans put on the field, it really started with, in my opinion, the defense. I know the offense had a couple of stalled drives early on, and we talked about it, Denard. I know you mentioned it's one of those things to where you can let Josh Allen go for 300, 400 yards passing, but can you hold up whenever the field gets short? And the Titans were able to do that. I really do believe that if the Bills were able to get a touchdown versus one of those field goals early on, and it's, we'll say, 10 to nothing or even 14 to nothing if they were able to score on both, this outcome looks completely different. But the Titans' defense held in the red zone. They made it to where the Buffalo Bills had to settle for two field goals. So you're only down six to nothing. And then Derrick Henry and that offensive line were able to get going on that one-play 76-yard touchdown run that really started to get the offense rolling. And you knew 
at that point that they were going to have to really respect the run game, and that started to open up some of the play-action plays that we saw. You mentioned the big three. A.J. Brown, we didn't really get to talk about this because it happened after the fact, but he was playing with food poisoning. So he was really struggling there. Yeah. And then Julio wasn't able to go late because he re-aggravated the hamstring injury. Not sure how bad that's going to be moving forward. While I'm on it, I'm just going to go ahead and run through the list of injuries that were sustained. Caleb Farley, unfortunately, the most notable one, just because I know for a fact that he is out for the season with a torn ACL. Sucks to see that a guy that's really just kind of getting some of his first meaningful play time, playing time of the season go out like that. And, I mean, it's a team that's already short on corners. We didn't even get to – we knew Christian Fulton was going to be banged up when we last talked to Nard. We didn't know he was going on IR. So you already have two cornerbacks there. Chris Jackson got banged up a little bit. He was able to come back in. But the secondary, Crookshank, also banged up. They did activate rookie Brady Breeze off of IR today. So you get a little help there. But that's a unit in just looking at the secondary. Amani Hooker also made some big plays. So you got him back. But the Titans are really going to have to reevaluate some of those secondary positions just based off who will be available come Sunday against the Chiefs. Moving around, the scariest moment, probably when Taylor Lewan went down, the guy was not moving. They had to cart him off the field. He was able to give a thumbs up. Turns out he has a concussion. I'm just going to say it, Denard. I'm glad everything looks as though it's going to turn out, but Taylor has nobody to blame but himself. He's done this time and time again where he'll dive into the pile late, and he dove head first, ended up messing himself up because of it, but you would think eventually he would learn. I'm honestly surprised he didn't get a penalty at the same time. But we've seen him do that time and time again. It's very frustrating. I really wish he would cut that out. But I am glad he's okay. And hopefully he's able to get back on the field sooner rather than later and get out of concussion protocol. Titans also had to place Cameron Batson, wide receiver slash kick returner on IR. He messed up his knee on a return, ran into his own guy. It's just a struggle based off all the injuries that were piling up there. The other note, it looks as though the Titans will be getting Brett Kern back because the other roster move that was made today was that they waived Johnny Towns. And I will say Johnny's first punt as a Titan did not go well, but I thought this past game he played really well. He had a long as 63, and he didn't make any critical mistakes. I thought both his punts last night were of a high quality, and so he at least gets to go out on top there. I, I expect the team to probably sign him to the practice squad. Uh, that remains to be seen, but that's kind of, the update on where the Titans stand from an injury news standpoint as of right now. We'll be getting more updates as the week goes on, and I'll just be kind of curious to see who this team has available whenever they do take on the Chiefs. But anyway, that was the injury update. But back to the game at hand. Titans started out pretty rough on the offensive side, as we mentioned, but the defense held D. And the biggest thing for this entire game was the bend-don't-break mentality by this defense. You talked about it last week. The Titans could not afford the explosive play. There was only one time they really let the Bills take advantage of them there, and it was right before the end of the first half. Jackrabbit Jenkins misread the coverage or was just out of place, got caught sleeping, and Cole Beasley's able to get behind him for a touchdown. That one was frustrating just because you were up 17-13. to You're thinking if you hold them to a field goal, you go into halftime with a lead. But fortunately for the Titans, it doesn't matter. D, when you do look at this this unit right now and you think back, what was it that made the defense so successful in being able 
to limit this Bills offense that had been flying at such a high level? Well, first of all, eliminating the big plays because we know that this Bill offense is predicated on the big explosive plays, especially when you have three really good receivers in Stephon Diggs. You're talking about the uh, Cole Beasley, who's really their underneath route, their chain mover. But you're talking about Emmanuel Sanders, who we neutralized pretty much pretty much the whole game. But this 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 game really, Davey, was about uh, each unit basically. Um, feeding off of one another. And, and that's what you want offensively, defensively, and special teams. Let, let me go and I'm going to give you a few plays I, I love. And this is really, to me, what determines the outcome of the game is the players on the field. We go back uh, in the first quarter, like you said, it came out stagnant offensively. But what I love is the defensive play, the defensive side of the ball stepped up. Buffalo was moving the ball well in the first quarter. They actually had two trips in the red zone. Unfortunately, they only got three points. Great for us. That's a win for the defense. That's what you want to see. And that's demoralizing for Buffalo's offensive unit because they were expecting to come away uh, with 14 points, only they only got six. And you're talking about the score was 31-34 at the end of the game. But what you saw was a lot of young players like David Long Jr., I'll tell you what, number 51 was all over the field today. And we had a lot of money Bledsoe. You think about the tap uh, when he ends up uh, deflecting Josh Allen's ball. You understand those are big plays. That's what you need. We talked about this summer that in order for this team to reach their destination, they're going to have to uh, have a lot of guys that will come into this season, not starters. So you got to look towards guys like Armani Bledsoe. We don't, we haven't seen Larell Murchison, but we saw Elijah Molden play a really great game. I thought the rookie played lights out. I love to say that word, and I don't say that often, but when I do, I mean it. Number twenty-four again, great play. But you know what I love most about this game, D, as I alluded to earlier, the little things. The little things is what adds up to something big. You go back in the second quarter, and this is what I love about the Titans. You think about when Derek goes off of that 76-yard run, that scamper that he went for seven. But you know what made that play work? Is when you look at the little things, look at Nick Westbrook Akene, look at Jeff Swain, and look at Dan Quisenberry. Look at how they were able to sustain their blocks. So when Derek hit the hole, he was gone. There was nobody that can touch him because of those three. We talk about doing the little things. But the one play that I love in the second quarter that really galvanized this unit was the play by Julio Jones, the deflection off of Michael Hodge's uh, helmet. And then Julio, because of being a savvy bet, not giving up on the play, he could have easily thrown up his hands and said, you know, like a lot of receivers, like he, I was a pass interference. I'm just going to give up on the play. But no, he went after the ball. And what happened? We end up getting off that play. We end up getting three points by a great kick by Randy Bullock, a 43-yarder. That's three points. Those are the little things. That's all because of Julio, the hustle. But when you think about that play, you go back. By, it was 13-10 Buffalo at that point. Look at what happened when the defense got on the field. We saw the pick by KB, the marshal. Great pick, by the way, which ended up putting Titans in scoring position. But how did that play end up happening? The big man, 
who came over in free agency. Danico Autry played a great game, basically extending his hands, hitting Josh's arm. The ball goes up and Kevin picks it off and returns it and puts the Titan in scoring position. And what happened there? Ron ends up capitalizing off of that and scoring, puts Tennessee up 17 to 13. It's those little things that added it up to something big this game. Congratulations to the Titan. But this was what we call guys stepping in and stepping up and just doing basic things that ended up ended up big for this team winning. Denard, you talk about the play made by Julio. It was one of those to where you're right. If he doesn't catch the ball, like we're still going to get the ball down there off of the pass interference. But he does give you an extra six yards, which could have came up big for that field goal. The Titans, I think, only had one more uh, gain of yards on that that drive. But the defense able to hold their own early and allow the Titans a moment to get going. I, I do think whenever you look at the Titans drive chart, one of the things that stood out to me was after Derek, that one play, 76-yard touchdown run, that was a one-play drive. But the offense, they scored on every possession after that except for the end of halves. So they score a touchdown there. They get the next time is whenever – you have that field goal where Julio made that catch, and then you get the interception, you score a touchdown, and then that's kind of when we go back to talking about the Titans had them in third and long, but breaking coverage, and Bills are able to score a touchdown to go into the half 20-17. to 17. But when the Titans come out in the second half, their offense continues to fire. You talk about 12 plays, 67 yards, a touchdown, then nine plays, 45 yards, a field goal, eight plays, 70 yards, a touchdown for the game winner where Derrick Henry was able to punch it in for his third touchdown of the game. The thing, D, for me is that when I look at this offense, it was one of those things to where you know the Bills are good, so it's like, can the offense score with them? And they did. My thing going into the game was you gotta, it's got to be a track meet to 30, and the Titans were able to get there. And, I mean, like I said, at 30 is the magic number for this team. If they can get there, they're, they're going to be able to win almost every single game. And the Titans, they play to their competition where that can be a great thing or it can be a bad thing. We've seen both examples so far this season. They both come against the or they both come against AFC East opponents when you look at the Jets and now you look at the Bills. But this puts the Titans in a great position to where you now you still have a two-game lead over Indianapolis, and that's not even including the tiebreaker for taking over the AFC South and ultimately winning it. But one of the things that I love about this team is that I know a lot of the, the focus is on Derek, and that's because he's great. And one of the things I want to break down is just how much he changes that defense. But I do want to give a shout-out to Ryan Tannehill because he came out struggling. He was not playing well early. He was very inaccurate. He had that one interception where I just don't know how he didn't see the safety. But in the second half, he started putting the ball on the money a lot more. And he's not playing near as well as he did last year. But I'm hoping a game like this can get him started, get him rolling. I mean, we had four touchdowns on the day. All four were running scores. He was able to punch that one in after the KB interception. It's one of those things to where if slowly these guys can start to get going. And I think a lot of it too, Denard, is that he's not had a lot of reps with his receivers. Whenever you look at this, the key guys, that chemistry just seems a little bit off because of one or the other being out with injury. For what it's worth, I mean, the team's 4-2, and two, and since he's come into the league, or since Ryan Tannehill has taken over as the starter in Tennessee, he's leading the league in fourth quarter and overtime game-winning drives. So, And that's called managing the game. 
you don't need your quarterback to win the game. You don't need him to lose the game. You need him just to be a manager. Manager means if you think about teams in the past, like go back to that 2000 Ravens team that won the Super Bowl that year. They end up winning it with Trent Dilfer at quarterback. And you're talking about statistics. <laughs> David, he's probably had the worst statistics among any Super Bowl winning quarterback. But what are, you, what are they asking to do? Don't lose it for us. Just manage it. And Ryan right now, because of the running game, um, you, you can see the running game is getting ready to take off because Derek, when you look at it, he's already, what, at 783 yards rushing with 10 TDs, 10 touchdowns this season. Yeah, he's, he's on his two, way. 200 more rushing yards compared to whoever's second. Right, to last year. So he's already on course for another 2,000-yard season. So you know what? What you love about Ryan is that he makes those tough throws when it counts. You talk about the fourth and two call when he hit A.J. over the middle. Again, if he doesn't make that pass or get it in there or A.J. gets that separation from Levi Wallace, then it might be a total different story because, again, the Titans went up 24-23. That's what you want in your quarterback. Listen, you don't need a huge numbers. We don't need you to be Josh Allen. We just need you to be Ryan Tannehill. Just control the pace of the game. That's your job. And what I love about today is uh, the fact that this was a game really where I felt like both sides really fed. And I continue to say that because when you go back in the third quarter, this is really where the Titans and the momentum started to shift. You go back and look at that play on the third and six. And I love what Lewis Riddick, who was calling this game, he alluded to pressure. And when you put Josh Allen under pressure, it makes him uncomfortable. You talk about the pass, the third and six, where he tried to get to Cole Beasley and he basically underthrew the ball. That was because of the pressure that the Titans were able to generate. Now, Buffalo would go on and get three points out of that. No big deal. That's a win for your defense. So three field goals, nine points, I'll take them if I'm defensive coordinator Shane Bowling. But if you look at that after the defensive stand, the offense came right back when they stormed on the field. And I love this call in the third quarter when Derek hit another big scamper on the second and 10 on the zone block, started left, and then he cut back right. You know what I love about that play is they was waiting for Buffalo to do that all game. Made one heck of a call because he knew that Russo and those other DNs was rushing up the field the whole game. So he ended up hurting them. I mean, what a beautiful call to start left and then to end right. You know what the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, was anticipating Ryan to do? To boot, just like the game against Arizona. You remember the Arizona game and Chandler was right there to blitz him. They were not thinking they were going to run the ball and then Derek was going to come back on the right. But then when you think about it, Tennessee goes on after that with a great drive, and then they end up with that big fourth and two. And that's where they really won the football game in the third quarter because A.J. beating Levi Wallace, who he pretty much manhandled all game, that ended up putting the Titans 24-23. And I know Buffalo came back and scored, but just those little things is what, what gave this team an advantage to win. And I knew – I knew that the momentum has shifted. Buffalo, you can tell, even though they didn't go away, they didn't quit. You can tell when the Titans are for real because when they respond to adversity, when they're able to withstand the ebbs and flows of the game, this is a team that typically wins every game that they're in. And they play like this in Seattle. Again, what did they do in Seattle? They racked up 24 points in the second half. Seattle was only, Seattle was only to generate six. That's how you win in this, this league. And, man, that was just a gutsy performance. But I really think this game, I think each unit, even when you look at our special teams play, D, now I'm going to say one play that really scared me. And, Davey, quote me 
quote me if I'm wrong about this, but do you believe that we need to recreate the Music City Miracle? Did you not see the play in the first half when they tried to throw the ball? Man, what well, was what was Craig well, Ackerman thinking? Well, okay, let, we can get into the special teams because I, I got a few oh. notes. I got a few notes there. I I, I just want to real quick. You talk about the little things, Denard. One of the things that stood out to me for the Titans' offense that was been the biggest problem so far was that they continued to take sacks. Ryan San, Ryan Tannehill was not sacked one time during this game. You look at that fantastic I think a lot of that credit goes to Todd Downing for making sure he wasn't putting the team in positions that were going to be unfavorable also credit to the offensive line for holding their blocks and Ryan for making sure he didn't hold on to the ball for too long now it was also a situation to where the Titans were fairly efficient they only had 51 plays of offense compared to the Bills running 73 and the Titans averaged 7.1 yards per play which is really good in today's NFL if you can do that you can win almost every game so they just took advantage we didn't have to give the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times out of the backfield. He only had 20 carries, which I think outside of maybe week one's like a, a season low for him. But he was still able to put up 143 yards on the ground, primarily a lot of it thanks to that 76-yarder. But still, you're able to do that. And then the fourth down conversion, huge. I also think the team did a, a great job of making sure to utilize the play action and set up A.J. Brown for his favorite play where you have him running the back side slant and he's just able to make stuff happen and I mean like that you, you run that play action he's running the slant backside of Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill just throws it in there and he's, he's really always been fairly accurate with those passes and the, you watch the linebackers they just creep up and they realize I got to respect Derrick Henry and before it's too late they start to bell and it's it's already to where AJ's able to take advantage but I brought I just brought that up because I didn't think it was huge and just being efficient, the Titans were 3-3 three three in the red zone. Bills, 2-5. And ultimately, as we know, that was the game. And D, we'll talk about special teams before we get to that final. We've already talked about two times the Titans held the Bills in the red zone. And we'll talk about the final one kind of on the way out. But you talk about the special teams. First time they tried to do it, it was a fake pass. I don't, I don't know if you caught that one where I was like, okay. And then that's whenever yeah, on, I saw that. But then on the punt was whenever they actually were like trying to fully recreate the Music City Miracle. Right. As you mentioned, not the best execution. That was no, no Frank Wycheck to Kevin Dyson. I knew it as soon as it was thrown. It's like, come on, man. Like, we're just bringing this thing back. It wasn't even close to being a, a lateral. Yeah. Other, other than that play, you know, it's, it's kind of dangerous. And what you don't want to do is to put, to play a great game like that. And then, you know, put yourself uh, still in position. Early. Th those kind of plays can actually beat you. Yeah, it was I early, mean, but still, that can yeah, get you beat. It, it can, and like I, I will be honest, like as far as our kicking and punting, I I wasn't too too upset anywhere there. But the return, so and when I say kicking, like kicking field goals and then just the punts. But as far as kickoff and man, that we got so lucky they called that hold D. We're probably talking about a different game. We did not have good gap control there, and Isaiah McKenzie took it all the way. But fortunately, there was that hold on number nine for Buffalo. I can't even remember the dude's name, but we're able to bring that back. That then leads us into the final drive for Buffalo. And D, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take that one. Walk me through what you're thinking as the Bills are driving down late. You just have to make a play. You know, that's it. Comes down to it. Listen, they the, the way that you win in this league is you make plays. And you saw that with our offense when they went down for the game-winning drive. We saw A.J. and you know and with the food poisoning and, and what a gritty performance because that's tough when you have to play 
uh, with food poisoning. I, I saw that happen at LSU and we had three guys that didn't even suit up. So you, you saw the play where he went for the backside dig, which was big. And that's what you need is to make plays at critical time. I knew that in the third quarter that Tennessee was going to find a way to win the football game. And of course, Derek punched it in to put the Titans up 34, 31. But again, that's what you have to do. They made plays when it counted. And that's how you win in this league. But they had a lot of young guys. I want to say this, David Long Jr., we, we, we haven't even talked about him in the play because Jayon was absent from the game. I don't know Jayon's situation, but number 51 was really, uh, to me, the difference maker in this ball game. And again, Harold Landry had two sacks today. He continues to dominate uh, like he's been all season long. Uh, Danico Autry, we saw a lot of production out of him. But this was a game I really felt that each side generate momentum from one another. And that's what you need in this league. No matter what you face, no matter what adversity you're going through, you know, just stay together as a team. And they did that. You mentioned David Long Jr. He led the team with tackles, 14 total, nine solo. He was all over the field. I thought he did a great job swarming. D, you talk about Harold Landry. One of the things going back to last week coming into this game, you mentioned it's like you're going to need to see Harold continue to get pressure on the quarterback. He was able to get two sacks on Josh Allen, back them up on multiple occasions. Some of those times, Titans were able to take advantage. And the, the thing, though, was I said, it said, I want to make sure you're sending Harold at the quarterback. I don't want him in coverage. He was so close, but they were able to get that one touchdown, and it was just out of the stretch. Uh, Sweeney was the tight end. Harold was covering him there, but Buffalo was able to get a touchdown there. But, D, the name we have not said yet on defense that needs all the credit in the world for getting that fourth quarter stop on fourth and goal. The way Jeffrey Simmons was able to get off the ball and beat Dawkins there to blow that up to where Josh Allen was not going to get the first down, there's a reason we drafted this guy in the first round, and he showed you with plays just like that. I mean, we talk about it. He's the second-best defensive tackle in the league outside of Aaron Donald, and he's showing up each and every game, and he's making the plays count whenever it matters most. So whenever you have a guy that is able to wreck an offensive line like that, one that had been playing very well so far this season, it ultimately gets you the win when it's all said and done. And that comes down to that big play to where the Titans were able to keep them from only scoring two times whenever they got in the red zone. Yeah, you, I like, I love that, but I'm going to go with my man Breon Borders and that pass breakup against Emmanuel Sanders on that fade route in the fourth quarter. Remember, I tell you what, if Emmanuel Sanders catch that ball, then it's a whole new different story. So again, a lot of players stepped up and played big time football today. We're going to need Breon definitely moving forward. I mean, you could tell they were picking on him. He had the the underthrow to Josh. Breon not able to get his head around, was interfering with Diggs down there towards the goal line. Uh, They were able to pick that up. But Breon came back, man, and that's why Like you're going to make mistakes. But he was able to keep playing through it. And ultimately came up for you big when you mentioned it when the play was uh, to Emmanuel Sanders getting the break up there. But like I think that's the story of the game, Denard, and you you've mentioned it. It's just everyone really stepped up when it mattered most. There were obviously some errors that were made throughout the game, but you look back and it's a lot of the guys that we're not normally talking about that were able to come through and make something big happen. I'm really excited to see that this team continued to persevere, even though the breaks at times were going against them. They just, 
like I say, man, they play to their competition. So, you know, you can beat the best on any given day. And the Titans were able to do that last night. Yeah, this was a statement game. You know, for Buffalo, this was a game that, that when they came down to Tennessee Monday night, this was about redeeming themselves from last year's loss. They were looking for redemption. For Tennessee, you was looking to make a statement, not to the rest of the league that, you know, we're having beat it. We've only beat what played one team with a winning record. But what you're sending a statement is to each guy in that locker room that, what you need to do is to take a mental picture, a mental image of the way that you played Monday night, and you realize if that's the blueprint for success, you need to come out each and every week and play just like you played Monday. Because if you do, that will give you a chance to win in this league. I agree with you, Denard. I'm excited, man. Like I, I know it's each week it's something different, but games like this, that's the reason fans get so invested. Fans care so much because – it's just a blast. Like I, I had so much fun watching that game. It's entertaining. And obviously, we came out on the the right side in my mind. Obviously, we're walking away with the win. But even when you don't, man, like that's just entertaining football. And I'm glad the Titans were able to be on national television for it. Whenever you go back to the pregame, all the talk was about how the Bills this, the Bills that. And they're just being like, oh, man, this is this is the team. This is the team that's going to roll. And Titans came in, man, believe they put out the tweet whenever it came to like who covers uh, Bills minus five and a half or Titans plus five and a half. Ninety percent of the voters were on the Bills to cover and Titans pull it out. They made it to where it was a fun night in Nissan Stadium, had friends at the game. They said it was one of the best experiences they've ever had over there. When you look back at it, this could be a huge momentum shift for how the rest of the season Fairs for the Titans. Yeah, I agree with you, Debo. Uh, it's all about the players. You know, unfortunately, you don't win on paper. You got to go out and play the game. And that's exactly what Tennessee was able to do Monday night. It was a great team effort. I thought the coaches, the players, I mean, everybody was on board. But I love the fact that we talked about this. We talked about this this past summer was in, in order for this team to get to where they want to eventually be. And that's Inglewood, California. It's going to take some guys other than Derrick Henry or Julio Jones. It's going to take Amani Bledsoe. It's going to take some guys like Breon Borders and Chris Jackson, Elijah Molden. Um, um, it's unfortunate that Caleb went out with that ACL injury, but we're going to need some more corners and defensive backs to step up. Uh, like you said, Brady Breeze are going to activate. Uh, we've been high on, and we talked about this, and you alluded to about two podcasts ago that a lot of the young players that we drafted this past year, they haven't been productive or we haven't seen a lot of them. Now you're starting to see the young guys come in and making plays. So that's what it's going to take uh, for this team to get to where they eventually want to be. And that's not just in the playoff, but getting down to beautiful Inglewood, California, and playing in that Super Bowl. Well, right now, Denard, the Titans are able to get through what we were looking at as being a really tough four-game stretch before the season. You're able to get the first win against Buffalo, Kansas City coming to town next Sunday. Like I said, this podcast, we're going to get this up for you right after Denard and I are done recording. And then come Thursday morning, we're going to have the preview out for the Tennessee Titans hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. And then after that, D, like I said, that stretch, you got the Colts in Indianapolis. I know the Colts haven't looked great this year, but that's always a tough one going up on the road for a division rival. And then you got the Rams, speaking of going out to Inglewood, we're going out to Inglewood for that one. Sunday night football, uh, three weeks from now, technically. So, but we'll be here 
in a couple of days to preview the Titans versus the Chiefs. But hey, enjoy the win, fans. This is what it's all about. Hopefully this is what's going to catapult this team to the next level. Get healthy and get ready for a tough matchup come Sunday. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.